Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to Cultaholic Island, Population U, for a brand new episode of Desert Island Graps. This is where we invite the great and the good and in between to choose three wrestling matches that they would watch while stranded on a metaphorical desert island. Joining me today, uh, crossing over uh, the, uh, the, the fandoms, the timelines, I'd say it's a forbidden door. It's more of sort of a forbidden cave in a mountainside somewhere. If you're into your world of Warcraft, uh, you'll know uh, of my visitor to Cultaholic Island today. Some know him as Dan. Mere mortals know him as Mr. GM. Mr. GM, how you doing? I'm great. I'm great. This is awesome. <laughs> this is the coolest thing I think I've ever done. Oh, uh, oh geez. I've... I mean, I mean, you say that like you, you, you're celebrating your one year anniversary. You're about to become a dad. You've booked Disney World, and this is the coolest? This is the coolest thing, yeah. Oh, <laughs> terrible for your child impending. <laughs> How are you feeling about becoming a dad? Uh, you know, I think it'll be all right. Like, it's not like it's, I think we're like 15 weeks or something at the moment. So it's kind of getting there. We've had our first scan. So it's kind of feeling a little bit more real, but I don't think it'll feel like real until it's actually there uh it's not till july so i guess we've got a little while to go um but you know once you get to the rumble you know things just fly by don't know the year just goes oh it certainly <laughs> does uh your your good lady wife uh cravings yet anything weird uh she made me well bad terminology she she wanted me to go she get made some, you some white bread and marmite last night at 11 o'clock at night so you know i went for a little a little adventure and i got that <laughs> oh look at you that's you supporting the uh the, the impending arrival that is it's me yeah i, I love that look. um what wisdom are you hoping to impart on on your first child when they when their compass mentors and able to to drink it in proper uh i don't know that's a really good question probably just i don't know i want to watch wrestling with them that's what i want to do <laughs> I'll, oh. I'll be honest like we i don't know it's more of like a like my fiance doesn't really watch it or my uh yeah so she doesn't really watch it so it's just like me and then my brothers and stuff like that who watch it so it's just like yeah you know it'd be cool to because it's for you know wwe these days is very you know not kid oriented but you know what i mean like it's pg and whatnot so i think that'd be good 
Uh, well, for... Is it something that maybe once you're married, uh, you could write it into the into the vows for your fiance? You must absolutely to have to hold sickness and health. Watch <laughs> wrestling with me. Yeah, it's in the contract. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> it's on the paperwork. <laughs> Good. That's as it should be. Uh, well, I want to talk about. Obviously, you know, people will know you uh, from from World of Warcraft and the expansive universe that that is. Uh, many will know that you have a, a a love for wrestling as well, and we're here to talk about that. We're going to give you uh, the chance to choose three wrestling matches that you could take with you to watch while stranded metaphorically on a desert island, and we're going to go through them one by one by one. Um, you you said just before we started recording you haven't narrowed them down yet though have you i have a i have a load of them and for oh. some reason i kept going back to like the same three wrestlers and they are they're not random but they're definitely not like you know ones people would expect i suppose um and really random matches as well but i'll explain why they're like random because there's a bit more to it well let's let's look okay let's let's go with this what is the most what you would deem to be the most random match on your list what you oh. would deem uh, i think probably well like just because it's just like not that you know people don't really talk about it anymore i guess it's uh royal rumble 2013 uh the rock versus cm punk now it's it wasn't the best match in the world and obviously the rock one which was just like crazy at the time i think every year we do like a rumble party type thing and this just blew our mind like we're all just in this room just like what on earth um it was more like the pre-match promos and things that were so good and they had like that promo where he was like you know your arms aren't long enough to box with god and then you had the shield involved and it was all just really good and obviously the match as I said wasn't the best but it's all about you know the build-up and the hype and stuff like that at, at the time which I found really fun, but that, that's probably one of them. I think, I don't know, I guess another one is like Shawn Michaels Triple uh, Triple H 2002 SummerSlam, which isn't that random, I suppose. It's when Shawn came back, if I remember rightly. I was a wee lad. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Was his it was his first match back proper. Mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, you know, uh, wrestling purists and uh, uh, the the sycophants and such will will tell you. Actually, there was a match he had in two thousand <laughs> uh, Texas Wrestling Academy. Yes, there was, but this is the one that we count. Uh, yes, this was his comeback. It was the uh, the blue jean baby battle yep. between Sir Shawn Michaels and Triple H, and um, that's a, a a nice choice for that one. Uh, I, I want to let's. I want to nip back to the to the rock and punk one before we go any further. We'll come back to Shawn Michaels okay. and Triple H in, in a little bit. Um, but rock and punk, like you say, so much of that was the quality of the promos and the build. Uh, I'm putting together a, a little piece for the podcast feed about the Rock's last title reign and the story that builds to that, whereby. Uh, like punk and rock come to loggerheads behind the scenes because rock wants to kind of have like a, a bit of a script in mind and punk's like now nah, we've got to go out there and feel it that's how i do it so it's two behind the scenes and in front of the the camera it was two very different worlds of wrestling colliding um who was who were you behind at that point i was a huge punk fan and like i loved the whole you know, he was he was the champion for what, like over four hundred and something days at that point. It was a very very long reign, and he was. It was funny actually because I think during that time it was like he was the champion, but Cena was like taking the main event spot because he lost to The Rock at Mania. I think the year before, pretend I think it was or something like that. Either way, I remember there was definitely something else going on where Punk was the champion, but he was kind of taking a 
uh, he wasn't in the main event picture uh, or the, at least the main events of the uh, of the pay-per-views but yeah i was i just really enjoyed punk during that time um obviously i think it was even i think just a year later he, he had gone the next rumble i think it was 2014 he uh he left after that but yeah i think that whole run was just fantastic and you know i'm a big rock fan as well i started watching wrestling kind of late i guess in, in in the grand scheme of things it was 2001 i say late it was 22 years ago um but uh yeah i i was a big rock fan and still am obviously you know i think he, he's great but yeah at the time it was punk but then when rock won i was like we just i don't know it's one of those things where you kind of predict that something's going to happen and it doesn't and you're like oh, okay that's interesting who was um you mentioned that uh it was uh, it was a Royal Rumble party that you and your mates yep. held. Uh, who who was there? Who was at a Mr. GM Royal Rumble party? Uh, well, we always do it. So my my brother, um, so my big brother comes. Uh, my his mate, who's also my mate as well, and then we have like a then they have some random friends from university that come down who don't even watch wrestling. They just watch the Royal Rumble and get drunk. So we just do that every year. This year we're going to uh, like an actual event thing in London or something like that, which would be fun. But normally we'll just do it, you know, in the living room or whatever. Obviously during the pandemic we did it over Zoom as well, and people were just falling asleep because we weren't like, <laughs> you know, there to. You're not there to uh, g each other up, are you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, but yeah, it's always it's like a tradition that we do every year to to watch the Rumble uh, together. Th that sounds fun though. So this year you're going to like a, a Rumble party in London. Yeah. Mm -hmm amazing they're always yeah. great fun those yeah ones. yeah you'll meet some really uh, weird and wonderful characters along the way i think uh, so we've done a couple of london ones before i think we did SummerSlam one year and a couple others they just get really crazy and you come out and it's like four in the morning and you're like oh no <laughs> blinking into a new day going like why why is it monday how did monday happen <laughs> it's still sunday right uh you, you mentioned briefly there 2001 was when you mm -hmm. jumped on as a wrestling fan what got you into it in the first place uh oh man it was just that invasion storyline you know it was just so good <laughs> no i think uh i don't know it, it's weird i my like first memories is is just watching it at my like great uncle's house so i didn't even i don't even think they watched it i think it was just on and we were just like enamored by it we loved it and, and for some reason we just started watching it and then it's just kind of gone from there and even like now in my like, early 30s i go back on the network and i watch old things or i watch the documentaries that they create and things so i'm kind of like up to date with all the stuff that I missed, I suppose, when I was a lot younger, uh, which is kind of fun. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just been like a something that's always been there, I suppose, in a sense. Like, a, you know, it's uh, it's great. We've been to a couple of WrestleManias as well, but that's also really cool. What what was um, a WrestleMania moment that, that really stays with you from going to see it live? Uh, we went to 30. Um, so we watched the undertaker lose and at the time um we thought it was like a mistake because the whole crowd was completely silent and it was so surreal i think it was like seventy thousand people in the in the superdome brother or whatever it was at the at the whatever hulk hogan called it it was uh yeah so that was just surreal like a really surreal moment and funnily enough I went to 33 as well, where I think it was 33, where The Undertaker lost again. So I've ne never seen The Undertaker win at WrestleMania. Am I am I right in thinking that maybe, just maybe, you might be The Undertaker's bad luck chap? It could be. I hope he's not wrestling this year because I'm going on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be furious with you. <laughs> so you're heading out to LA for WrestleMania. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's Aww. that's the plan. Um, me and my brother are going to do it. My little brother this time, uh, we went to 33 together, but... 
yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna make a holiday of it. Taking his girlfriend, my fiance, we're gonna go to Disneyland as a as a compromise. <laughs> not, uh, you know, I hate Disney. It's the worst. <laughs> really? You not? No, I'm joking. I no, I can't say. wait for them to buy WWE. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> that has been. Do you know what? It's 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 so funny that we talk. It's now uh, you're watching this uh, on the on the Wednesday. Uh, it's been, but, but I mean, by now it could have happened. It might have happened. <laughs> the company might have been sold to Disney, but or, or the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia by this point. <laughs> uh, like as 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 a fan, what is what have you made of of all of this? Like we have to drink it in every day. Yeah. So I must admit, like it's 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 one o'clock on a Friday when we're recording this. My <laughs> head is fucks. But uh, but like. <laughs> As a fan, like, what are you, what are you making of of, of all of the hullabaloo? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I, I found it so crazy that like, the whole Saudi thing that I told my fiance and I had to explain to her like this is just like ridiculous, like the most crazy thing that happened. But like it just gets wilder and wilder. I woke up this morning. Apparently, Tony Khan and his dad are gonna buy it too. And crikey, I, I don't even know. It's just wild. Uh, and you know what? It's happened in like the span of two weeks or something since Vince came back. All of a sudden, it's just got you know, from zero to a hundred Steph left. And yeah, I don't know what's going on anymore. What could happen in the next two weeks? You literally can't even write it. Do you know what? It's it's not even that like after, after this week, it's what could happen in the next two days. It's what could happen in the next two hours. Like we've got, I've got a setup at home with my, with my webcam and stuff in the spare room in the event that like, shit kicks off late at night <laughs> and, and and i'm off out for dinner this evening and there's part of my my brain that goes i might just set that up ready to go just in case we get the the call while we're, we're out and we have to jump on it um but it's it's a wild time so i mean as as a fan is it is it are you because I, I spoke to a few fans who are like well if x person buys it if x company buys it then i'm done i'm out of the door uh, yeah. like how do you as a as a fan like take that in is it is is it any certain way that it could go that will make you go i don't want to watch it anymore i don't know it's it's interesting like the reaction of the the fans and even me like with the saudi agreement was just like you know people really kind of kicked off about it and i feel like for wwe if they did do that i feel like it would just be bad press like it's not a good move for them to do it seems but for me like i feel like maybe this controversial opinion i don't know but disney like did like a lot of good things for marvel and they did a lot of good things for star wars so i think potentially they could do a lot of good things for uh wwe uh including like you know things like the parks right they could do things at the parks like a physical hall of fame i know that was an idea once upon a time and um yeah i feel like that would be a good merger i think i don't know it's interesting tony khan would be a funny one but i don't think that'll actually happen i think that's just that's just crazy. But, you know, crazier things have happened in the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> yeah. Anything can happen, brother. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Let's get to your second match then, and then I want to talk about a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, so we've mentioned Shawn Michaels and Triple H there. Um, do you want to sort of bank that as your second match, or should we go through your list and see if we can maybe pick out another to to, to swap out for it? I mean, we can do Shawn mm-hmm. and Triple H because it's a banger. I don't think I want to do Shawn and Triple H. I like that match a lot, yeah. and I like the promos, and I thought it was funny. I think was that the was that the match where they where Shawn Michaels got beaten up in the car park and they zoomed in and it was like CSI where it was all pixelated and then he it was Triple H all along in his Triple H t-shirt. It's like, oh, wow. Ooh, it was that that one? Be, it was you, Hunter. It, <laughs> yeah, I, I seem to remember that like a promo followed that that said, I can't wrestle, but I can damn sure fight. That's it, yeah. If it wasn't before that, it was after that leading into Survivor Series. Uh, and that was kind of cementing the the the, the resurrection of Shawn Michaels there. But yeah. yeah, the promos around that were great. But if we're not going to do that one, let's mm-hmm. not linger on it. Okay, what okay. Would you like your your second match? Okay, do? I want to do, and this is again not the best match, but just crazy and awesome, and I really enjoyed it. Is Edge versus Mick Foley at WrestleMania 22? Nice. So this was the hardcore match. Mm-hmm between the two uh, i recall joey styles being on the call for this one which was beautiful but why this one in particular i think because like what was 2000 uh um what was 22 was that 2004 i think it was really 2006 i want to say even well, even even later than, than i thought so i i'm a big mick foley fan i've always enjoyed uh just him as a person and like all the stuff that he did and everything like that i always thought he was just so like just lovely and still to this day just seems great um and i've actually yeah briefly met him but that's the whole thing um i just think this was really cool like he came out of he wasn't really re- wrestling that regularly or anything like that and like edge just pushed him so far with the flaming table spot and like they had the thumbtacks and Lita was involved in the match as well i believe and it was all just a bit crazy like i do i really enjoyed like you know, old kind of uh, hardcore matches, things like, you know, ECW One Night Stand and old ECW, things like that. And I think this was done really, really well in a WWE setting, I think, I would say. And I said, like, at that point, Edge was kind of getting there. I don't, th- I-, I think he's had maybe some title runs at that point, but he was definitely kind of cementing himself as like a, a main event player. And I think this was definitely one of the matches that kind of did that for him. And obviously Mick was just fantastic leading up to it as well. I think that was, you know, all the promos and everything like that, again, comes back to that is it was just awesome just a really fun match to watch and just like kind of a lot of shock value as well they had to really uh bend vince mcmahon's arm to let them do the flaming table bit i could imagine it's uh yeah i mean at that point they must have been kind of switching gears into a different kind of thing so you didn't get that stuff that often but it's definitely a spectacle to see something like that talk to us about meeting mick foley <laughs> it was uh he did a a comedy show in in london it must have been crikey like 
2010 maybe me and my brother went up there and he got his he took my brother took his uh is it called beyond the mat is that the film yes it he is. took his copy of beyond the mat for him to uh to sign and we just met him very we just met him at the meet and greet afterwards like very briefly and he was just just a lovely man and the whole show was really fun and yeah it was just, just everybody really cool. i speak to like says that mick foley's just a love He's just a lovely guy. Like he's a really like a, a, a warm soul. I don't think I know anybody that's got a bad thing to say about him. Yeah, and and it's nice that it's the same for you as well. That that little briefest of meetings. Um, people will know you uh, from obviously they're learning uh, how big of an influence wrestling has on you, but uh, you're a, a kind of a big deal in the world of Warcraft, and we want to get into that. Where's the name from, Mister GM? For those who don't know. <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I, you know, I actually dislike it a lot. Is funnily enough. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I, if I could, I would change it, but you know, we've probably gone too far now. Um, Why so most do you people like it. I don't know. There's something about it. It's just, I don't know. Most people will me down anyway, so it's fine, really, for the most part. But you know, um, rebranding and stuff like that is always kind of a risk. So I just kind of live with it. But I, it's, it's not the worst. I mean, I have a giant <laughs> logo in the back. It does light up, but my. I'm such an amazing uh, content creator that I can't figure out how to change the frame rate on my camera, so I, it just flickers. <laughs> oh, there's, yeah, there's a trick to that. I've yeah. I found that in the other studio. There's a trick to that. I struggle with it. But where's it from, though? Where's the name yeah. from? So uh, it was originally, back in, crikey, 2011 now, it was originally Game Master Reviews, and then it went down to GM Reviews. Then I dropped the reviews because I wasn't doing that anymore, and then it just turned into Mr. GM, and that's kind of where it's at. And that's it and and you just sort of as you say it you was just random it. yeah it was just like originally i wanted it to be game master reviews but then when i put it in it must have been like youtube or something it said do you want to put a mister there because it's taken i was like sure <laughs> 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 and then it's kind of gone to that so. so so it was the the power of the youtube uh that's it, they did it. Phil, that, that, that created mr gm yeah it was just destiny <laughs> if you had your time again Obviously, mm -hmm. as you say now, like, you know, the, the name is cemented and you're you're connected to it uh, here forth. If you had your time again, what would you do you have an idea of what name you go for or how you <laughs> or how you would name yourself? I don't know. You know, that's the funny thing. Um, I always joked around that it'd be like only dance or something. <laughs> um, but I, I genuinely don't know. When we did, um, I wouldn't do this, but it was funny. When we used to do uh, trampoline wrestling in 2002 in my mom's garden, I was called Danny Mysterio. <laughs> no, nice. it It's funny, actually. I, I really like Ray Mysterio, and I used to have like a, a poster of him in my wall, in my bedroom. It's still there at my mom's house, and uh, he's not even on any of my list. I'm sorry, Ray. <laughs> uh, who would who would be your opponents uh, for the for trampoline wrestling? Was there a promotion? Was there? A... Yeah, yeah, we had. Um, I think it was. Uh, I think it was like TPW, like Trampoline Pro Wrestling or something like that. And yeah, we had the Boulder was one of the wrestlers. <laughs> um, we had Kishi, <laughs> which is my friend. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, we actually, it's funny. I'm never, ever, ever going to show anyone on planet Earth outside of my friends and family. I actually have it still recorded. We used to record it and do like fake American accents and everything like that. And uh, yeah, but uh, no. No. So are you telling me that, that somewhere on a piece of, of recorded media, there is a Danny Mysterio promo? It's on my PC right now. I have it in a folder called Old School, and I never, ever open it, and it stays there. And we even did, because this is how, it's funny, it all kind of matches like together. I really liked video editing, and that's how I picked up video editing, which ended up 
spiraling into all of this. So I used to edit it in 2002 when I was what, like uh, 12 years old. And um, yeah, and then we put it all together, did promos and everything. I used to do it in Windows Movie Maker and put Limp Biscuit behind it, of course. Of course you did, because we all did. <laughs> we all and, did at that time. And it's all there. Yeah, I, I still have it now. And that's kind of how it all started, I suppose, which is funny because, yeah. What was the uh, what was the hot wrestling angle uh, of trampoline pro wrestling circa 2002? We used to, it's really bad, really, when you think about it. Me and my brother, my little brother used to have like a big rivalry and we had, we did something called a chain match where we covered the trampoline in chains. <laughs> that was, our, that was like our big hardcore match. We did that at Trampomania. And that was, uh... <laughs> I think that's a YouTube channel of questionable morality now. <laughs> Yeah, so that that will happen. You know what? I've not told that story in like twenty years, Tom. You know, I you've unlocked a memory. I actually forgot that even happened, and now I, now it's there. Now I'm gonna go watch after I this. I should have warned you. I, I I'm quite good at this bit, <laughs> where we do get people to to pour to empty their spleen out a little bit. I love that. I love I, I love the concept of a chat. How would you how would you win or lose a chain match? It's just a normal match, really. Normal like match you just yeah, you just chains. You know. And then we had like ketchup for fake blood as well, of course, because you know, <laughs> mum wasn't happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but do you know what? The alternative is fucking blading yourself. Exactly. So a little bit of HP is 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 far better than. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, oh yeah, I'm like 35 with a scar. Like, how'd you get that scar? Oh, you know, I was having a trampoline wrestling match with my brother. <laughs> Go back to my years in the chains, <laughs> Danny Mysterio's chain match years. <laughs> I never quite recovered from them. What would it take? And I kind of know the answer, Dan. What would it take to get you to open that fault? Because the thing is, you know, as a as a content creator of high esteem, you know that the moment that this is is being heard by fans of Mr. GM, by 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 Warcraft aficionados, there's gonna be a demand to see it. And I think it's a case of not if, but when, but how would we, what would need to be done to make I don't know. to show because that? A, a, a subscriber goal? Yeah, we'll do it. I'll do it at 200,000. How about that? I'm at 120. So, you know, it, it'll never happen. <laughs> no, it, it, it might, you know, I would do it though, genuinely, but you know, I'd have to probably edit it because yeah, it's uh I know I think it should be exactly as it's okay as, as it's as it's the as accents it's... is the best. We all put on American accents and everything like it was just terrible. But no no I get that because when I I used to play wrestling games, I would sit and I'd commentate on the matches as I played them, and you do default to an American accent. Yeah. It's it was the first like the first time I did like British commentary, like, like actual commentary, and I'd find it so weird and it bit cringe to talk in an english accent and then you yeah. just sort of find your groove with it you go oh, okay it can be done yeah because because all we've ever known is like jim ross going oh my god he hit it with a chair <laughs> that's rest that's the that's the voice of wrestling mm -hmm. so i get yeah. you do that no you're completely right it's funny actually because on stream sometimes someone will say oh i'm from this town in america and i'll be like oh in this state and they're like how do you know that it's like pro wrestling <laughs> it's like <laughs> There's, there's a lot of things that wrestling sort of gives us um, almost via osmosis. And mm -hmm. one of them is an understanding of the cities and states in America. Yep, it is. Because <laughs> of where weird. everybody's from. Isn't it strange? Isn't it strange? Because um, I say Minnesota, people say Minnesota, and I go, oh, I know Minneapolis because of <laughs> X-Pac. That was where he was from. 
and, and it's and it makes me really sad dan when you watch a lot of modern wrestling now and you see that they are slowly ebbing away the the hometown and the weights and stuff on ring announcing mm-hmm. and that really makes me sad because that's a really important part of like the whole package of presentation to me you know just a really great voice going and his opponent bron breaker I need more. I yeah. need a nickname. I need a ring. I need a weight. I need a kayfabe weight. I need a kayfabe <laughs> hometown, and I need it in a cheesy American accent. Yeah, that's how we've got it. That's how we've got to do it. Um, it's... Oh, sorry. Go sorry. On. No, I, I was gonna just. It's it's completely irrelevant. I was just gonna say about AEW. Do um, they do that? Obviously, but they have Jamie Hater, who's from Southampton, and nothing is weirder than hearing someone go from Southampton, England. You're like, ooh, you know, that's not too far from me. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, I don't know whether you're the same. I liked it. Where I like Justin Roberts saying Norfolk. Oh yeah, <laughs> Norfolk, England. Bless him. He was never. He was. He was always under hiding to nothing. So we can. So let's get this. Like so, just so people. Well, I think if we put a little bar, a little bar up here, and people will stop asking. Two hundred thousand subs. You re- you open the folder. I will. Yeah, I'll watch it, and we'll. I'll, I don't know if I'll upload it, but I'll watch it on stream. Maybe I'll upload it. I'll do live reactions to it. There you go. How about do, that? Two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand subs, and we'll get yeah. it there. Set it in stone. Etched in stone. <laughs> uh, five years ago, you marked this on Twitter just the other day. Five years right. ago, you resigned from your full-time gig, and YouTube became the full-time gig. Um, talk us through the moment where you where you made that decision for yourself. Uh, I appreciate the research, Tom. By the way, that's very very journalistic of you. I like it. Um, so yeah, so I was working at McLaren Automotive. Uh, as a data analyst and i was earning like relatively good money but i didn't enjoy it very much and i didn't do a lot at the job so i would have like you know work to do on a monday and i'll do monday and then the rest of the week was just kind of like coasting really and i actually spent a lot of that time uh, don't tell them uh making thumbnails and writing videos and thinking up video ideas and things like that while i was there because i didn't have anything to do um i used to have actually my live youtube sub count on my desktop as a widget as well which would be like a motivator for me so i would go home and i would stream and i would make videos and kind of do that and it got to a point where i could leave that job and earn like a moderate amount of money not the same amount of money but there's definitely i kind of thought to myself look i'll have the time to be able to potentially make it bigger and bigger um so yeah i took the took the leap there they offered me part-time and i said that we'll just you know, we'll just do it and see how it goes, really. And it was been, you know, it's been pretty up and down, but I ended up, you know, now it's it's okay. You know, it still has its ups and downs as anything does uh, with self-employment. But, you know, I ended up buying a house, which was really cool. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a bit mental. And, like, I've been doing, like, and, and since, like, 2019, they... I started doing like uh, casting events, like commentating events over uh, World of Warcraft esports events, and that's taken me like to Vegas, to Germany, to London, and things like that. And it's just like just kind of got a bit crazy, really, which is awesome. Like it, I don't know, every I wake up very happy every day because I really hated that other job. It was not good for my mental health, and you know it was all great money and stuff, but you know what was it worth at at the end of the day? What was the reaction from nearest and dearest to to the decision you made to bet on yourself? Uh, they're gonna hate me for saying this, but they they mum and dad weren't that happy about it. Um, 
you know, I was trying to explain to them what it is, I guess, because they're just older. It's harder to explain. I suppose I'd be like, you know, it's like uh, like the radio, but live. They're not that old. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was hard. And now, like, I think she knows that she said that because every time I do anything, she's like text me saying, oh, I'm so proud of you. Well done. You know, good luck today and stuff like that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, at the time they were not not best pleased about it. And to be honest, like, you know, there's been times where I've had to kind of like, you know, go to them and be like, look, it's going to be a rough month. I might need some help potentially and i'll pay you back you know in, in, in due time but yeah luckily we're kind of over that at the minute at least but yeah it's been it's been all right the last couple of months it is a, it's a bit of a weird one for a lot of people to wrap their heads around like i know that even you know i could only equate to you know you mentioned oh it's like the radio i remember telling my folks i wanted to to push on and get on in radio and even that felt fanciful when i was starting out because uh, they're so the op- the opportunities are so minimal and and then to, to, but then once I kind of as you did bet on yourself and you do it and you make a name for yourself like you'll find that people go bloody hell even my I remember my dad saying we thought it was just something that you try you it wouldn't work <laughs> out for you and then you come away but you've amazed us all you've cracked it and and it's lovely to hear that your folks are on the same level where they've gone didn't understand this at the beginning thought it was a bit of a flight of fancy but we're proud of it because you're you're there and it, what's amazing is that you're you're so in now with world of warcraft which i want to touch on which is your your weapon of choice if mm-hmm. you will um when did you first sample the very first time you, you 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 sampled the world of warcraft take us back to that uh so it was 2005 um my i was living at my mom's obviously because you know i was a kid and my older brother used to play uh, all the time and we had this we had this bunk bed that was like a, a bed on the top it had a desk on the bottom of it and like a, a sofa at the, at the bottom as well and he used to play world of warcraft all night all day uh, all the time and and i just ended up just like watching him play it and uh, and then eventually i made a character on his account and then on christmas day i think my mom bought my account or bought me the game but it also need, she didn't realize it needed a subscription so she ended up paying that for uh, god knows how long as well um and that's kind of how it just started my brother actually doesn't really play it anymore he come back recently um but he uh yeah he kind of you know he he got a life unfortunately but um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i guess yeah since 2005 ish it's been a, it's been kind of a, a constant in my life i suppose in a sense and uh yeah i didn't start making content until 2011 either so it was just like you know i had a good good run of not having to worry about it for you know video content i was just kind of playing it but not to say i don't still just play it you know obviously but yeah it's um it's crazy to think how long that actually is now it's nearly what nearly 20 years must be like getting getting there like 17 years or something grim <laughs> the, the gaming world has changed so much in in that just short amount of time what do mm-hmm. you because now you've, you've kind of gone from being you've gone from being a player to uh, to a youtuber to now really an ambassador for world of warcraft um, what do you, as an ambassador for it, attribute to the longevity of the game? Like how it's survived through so many different decades, generations, console wars, and mm-hmm. and, and system changes. Like what's the, what do you attribute to its longevity? That's a great question. Uh, I, I think... I think starting out, it came out in what, 2004. I think the, the graphic style of that original game really helped it in a sense of you know, you compare it to a game in 2004 that came out that looks like realistic and they went for realistic graphics. It looks terrible now and people aren't going to play it because it's just, you know, people are 
you know, they wouldn't be like, oh no, I'll, I'll play that with better graphics. And I think since then, you know, it felt, and, and I think like, but they actually re-released the original version in 2019 that was still just as popular with the same graphics and everything like that. And I feel like with other games, you know, for example, like Crash Bandicoot, they brought out again, but they remastered it with better graphics and people played it. So I don't know if you, you'd get quite the same reception, but either way, they've had like nine expansions at this point, I think it is, or something like that. And every single expansion makes the game look better and play better and run better on, on PCs and things like that. And I think that's, a lot of it, I think like the, the general MMORPG genre is very, I guess not addictive, but like it has this kind of quality about it where you you have so many different ways to play it. And I think people really enjoy that. If you're really into, you know, killing other players, you can do that. If you're really into killing dragons and, and monsters and stuff, you can do that also. If you like picking up plants on the ground, that's something you can do in there. So it's a million, like it's a million games in one. And I think that's what makes it, you know, such an interesting and, and fun game to play and you meet so many people who play it completely different to you but you're like that's awesome you know we still like the same game and we like the same universe and things so i think that really helps it um and i think just you know having it's created by blizzard as well who make a lot of other games obviously they make overwatch and and, and whatnot and they always have crossover things with that as well so like say if you you know, I think with Diablo, for example, you'll buy something and you'll buy the collector's edition of Diablo, you'll get something in World of Warcraft, which will bring more players into it. And then, you know, and which will also take people out of it to into Diablo, but then they'll, you know, cross over and things. So you have that kind of like, I guess, blizzard sphere of, of, of games in a sense. But yeah, I'm kind of like being around the bush on the point. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's just a really cool game and i think you know even people who've quit in 2006 could pick it up today and probably play it just the same as they did back then uh you know however many years like 13 years later or something i think a lot of stuff that you say attributes to 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 its longevity beautifully the idea that you know it is so in inclusive and expansive and it does cross over with some massive titles within blizzard as well and and you've been doing some work for them as well you've been you've been uh, part of the esports uh, sphere it's taken you across the world as well talk to us a bit about a bit more about your role within sort of the world of warcraft and the esports side of it now yeah so um so Blizzard do run their own esports tournaments as well, but a lot of the tournaments that I've done, I have worked with Blizzard, but a lot of them are um, community events run by um, organizations like esports organizations. Um, so yeah, a lot of it is like they do a thing called Race to World First, where essentially where a new you know big dungeon comes out, big raid, and it's whoever beats it first, right? And it's like super difficult, and there's you know a bunch of teams from around the world that are playing uh, online like 16 hours a day or something like that, and I'm commentating over that. And that's, that's kind of what most of the events that I do are like that. I did an event recently, though, with Blizzard in the Midlands in a castle, and it was the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. Like, there was some, like, celebrities there. There was, um, oh, I can't remember her name. She's in Wednesday. I've, I've not seen, she's also in Game of Thrones. I, people were, like, freaking out and marking out over, and I had oh, no idea. yes, I know, I know the actress. I she's know the Captain Phasma as well in Star Wars. She's quite tall. Yeah, I mean, just... Uh... I'll find her name. Gwyneth and Christie, I think That's, her name is. That seems to ring a bell, yes. I think it's that. So she was there, which was just crazy. And then I did an event with Christian Nan from Game of Thrones. is Hodor wow. as well. He was lovely. He plays a lot of World of Warcraft, which is a really strange thing to speak. Like, you just don't expect them to play so much and know so much about it. It's like Henry Cavill, for example. I'd never worked with him. I would love to, but he plays a lot of World of Warcraft also. So I guess you just don't really think about 
those people doing it but yeah the esports stuff is just it's just fun like it's just going like going away to an event i obviously i haven't done an, an abroad event since before the pandemic at least like a proper one like you know in vegas or, or germany or whatever but you know they're just so much fun like me because you always end up working with the same people as well which is really cool so it's like the really cool like me up and you get to hang out and stuff which is especially with a job like this where i don't see anyone <laughs> apart from my fiance and my cat <laughs> you know it's it's awesome uh, as you say you are you know you're a one-man army when it comes to your youtube channel mm -hmm. and i know there'll be a lot of people who watch what you do and sort of aspire to do it uh Tell us how your day goes. A regular, a regular working day uh, for Mr. GM. What time does it start? How does it shape up? What time does it end? How does all that work? And how do you sort of squeeze a real life away from <laughs> the monitor in and amongst it as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I wake up at the crack of 11 a.m. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at the moment, obviously, my pregnant fiance is working. So she gets up around like half past six to go to work and that's normally when i would get up to when she has days off it's not good because i forget to set an alarm and it gets you know, i'm just a very sleepy boy it seems but anyway I'll, I'll get up and i'll work on a video um for the day and i can work kind of efficiently on videos now because i used to script every word that i do but now i just like say it and then i just cut out like the the ums and ahs and stuff like that so that makes it a lot easier to make videos um so i do that till about 12 then have lunch and then i'll stream if I haven't finished the video, I'll finish it either like that evening or the next day. Like it doesn't really matter too much. Um, you know, I find that it's better to be, it's not all about being first all the time. I find like for me, it's, you know, I'd rather perfect something than be first, I guess, in a sense. Uh, so yeah, then I'll stream for like six or so hours and then that'll be it. I kind of like finish the day, close the office door and, and, and just kind of chill out outside of that. Um, and then, yeah, I just do Monday to Friday as well. So Saturdays and Sundays is just time off. Like I'll just, you know, go outside and touch grass or whatever. And, <laughs> um, so I treat it more like a, a job in a sense, but it's not really, you know, it's not really a job, but you know what I mean? Like in, in the sense of like timings and things. And I credit that to working a, a normal job beforehand. You know, I didn't just go from, you know, school into this and then, you know, cause I felt like it gave me a bit of worth work ethic in regards to like getting up and getting stuff done and being a bit more you know punctual i guess in a sense but yeah so, i mean it's how you're so you what you've shown there is something that so many people struggle with myself included which is that ability just to go and the day is finished and i'm not going to think about work anymore yeah like I, and that's a difficult thing to master so so a thousand points to you for doing so i, I mean i'm still scrolling through twitter and you know whatnot but <laughs> it's i'm not at the desk doing work unless something really 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 urgently comes up but it's very rare how um how important is the streaming element of what you do because back to when you started it would have been all based on uh just putting out youtube videos mm -hmm. putting out content that way uh the world has changed so much since you started doing it full time even just five years how yep. important is streaming now it's crazy yeah it's um i i tested the waters very like a while ago very like when i first started out testing streaming on youtube but even then it wasn't as you mentioned it wasn't very big but nowadays it's like huge um, so I find it's, it's interesting because I'll get, you know, people who come from the videos to the stream and then I'll get people who go from the stream to the, to the videos, like they kind of feed themselves in a sense, uh, which is really cool. And I like the stream as well, because it is nice to interact with people, you know, cause people are in the chat, they're chalking away, you know, they're from all around the world as well. You get to talk about the day. I get people who come in every single day, which is just wild. Like I am there, you know, 
their radio for the day as such. They'll just listen to me as they're kind of working. I'll have, they'll have me on another monitor or some will even just have me on audio only. So it's really nice in that sense. You know, sometimes it definitely has its ups and downs. There's so many different facets to streaming in regards to viewership and how you monetize it and things like that. Um, you know, one day it could be really good. One day it could be really bad. I think the, the, you know, the key to it is to just not let it affect you, I guess, and just kind of roll with it and have a good time. And I think the day that I stop having a good time streaming, I'll probably just, you know, stop, I suppose. But yeah, it's interesting. I remember I didn't think I earned that much from streaming. And then I did my taxes and I looked at YouTube versus streaming and it was almost exact with the amount of, uh, amount of money made from each one, which was really interesting actually, which I didn't think, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fun. It shows you how much that's changed. Mm -hmm. even, I say even in your time, we mentioned about celebrities who are big fans of, of world of Warcraft. We've mentioned uh, Henry Cavill being one of those that you'd love to work with, but mm -hmm. uh, you you've, you've interacted with uh, a star of AEW in doing your things with world of Warcraft. You were telling me just before we came on, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Brian Pillman jr. Is, uh, and also Keith Lee, but, the key fleet tweet I actually found the other day because I remember it so vividly and I wanted to print it out. <laughs> I just put it on my wall. Um, yeah, Brian Brian is a huge WoW fan. I, I had no idea. He actually appeared on an event that I was doing um, with an esports company called Method. They did an interview with him just before the release of the new expansion for WoW, literally like a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I had no idea how much of a fan he was. And he was really getting into it. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. And I ended up just following him like randomly because I thought, you know, that's pretty cool. He's gonna and he tweets about WoW as well, which is really awesome. And then yeah, he followed me back. He ended up following the stream and he's been in the stream chat. And I'm just like, that is that's the son of a loose cannon right there in my stream <laughs> chat. Like, what the heck? Like, that's wild. He's he's great though. And he also streams as well on Twitch. Um, so you've yeah, had raids it's... and stuff back and forth, haven't you, as well? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, I've... Was, oh, what, is there ever anything on the horizon to for you guys to work together? I'd love to. Yeah. I've never messaged him. Maybe, maybe one night when I'm drunk on, uh, maybe at the rumble, I'll just be like, yo, Brian, what's up? Or I'll be at WrestleMania, you know, be like, I'm in LA. Let's, let's, let's go do something. Or maybe, no... maybe Tom, when you're editing this, maybe if you clip this bit of the interview after share on Twitter, maybe we can tag Brian Pillman in it. Hey. Just a thought to grease some wheels. Who knows? <laughs> let's see if I remember to do that. It's a good idea. <laughs> Let's do your third and final match uh, for, okay. for your for your desert island. So you have such an expansive list, um, but we could only take one more from the remainder of the list. So um, which one is it? Which one is it going to be? You can take your time on this, Dan. If okay. In the one. Don't you worry. You can take your time. I've been thinking about it. I've had it up on a note the whole the whole time. And it's right at the bottom of the list. But for me, it's just a... It was one of those ones where, again, probably not the best match in the world, and there was some shenanigans, but as a feel-good moment and something, especially now, knowing you know, uh, what happens several years after um, to one of the participants, I think Brock Lesnar versus Eddie Guerrero at No Way Out 2004. Nice. I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling that we were, that we were going this way when you started saying that. I had a feeling we were going this way. Um, when do you remember seeing that match for the first time? I believe in 2004. I I, I remember because I, I was a, like my brother was a massive Goldberg fan and we always used to, there used to be these fan edits. I don't know what website, it must've been YouTube maybe at then, I don't know, of Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. And there was all, the, I think it was like 
some rand it was probably limp biscuit uh some like fan edits of like goldberg and wcw and brock lesnar it was always a dream match or something like that and obviously from this match it ended up being brock versus uh bill at wrestlemania 20 great match of course as everyone knows um but anywho I, I i do remember watching it because my brother was really excited because there was a chance of bill goldberg getting involved in the match which he did i think he speared lesnar and that's why we ended up staying up and we used to <laughs> we because it was what 2004 we used to because obviously we didn't drink or anything like that we used to have these we called it a wrestling tea which was essentially just a cup of tea with six sugars and it would <laughs> it would keep us up and it was a sunday night and yeah we, we that just is slept. the most british wrestling yeah, yeah, <laughs> i have heard since the launch of nxt uk a, <laughs> a wrestling tea it's a special way we make tea to stay up and watch the wrestling it's true Hey, I'm gonna do it for the. I'm gonna do it for the rumble. I'm gonna, <laughs> who needs alcohol when you've got wrestling tea? You know. <laughs> the, the, the true, the true British wrestling experience is sipping on your British wrestling tea whilst you try and remember your pin number for Sky Box Office purchase <laughs> the pay per view. <laughs> and then you fall asleep anyway and wake up to that music playing in the background. That's the true wrestling experience. God. Tom, oh, just unlocking all those memories. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I didn't even think about any of that. Yeah, they used to be expensive as well, weren't they? They were like, oh, like it's, uh, they 50 were fifty pounds or something. Fourteen ninety-five. I seem to remember some of them being, but they were free for a while. That's In true. Ninety-nine. I think ninety-eight, ninety-nine. They were free, and then when Channel Four sniffed around and said, "We'll have some of these," they ended up putting them all on Sky Box Office. The ones that the ones that Sky got back, they ended up going onto Box Office, and then they went, "Ah, we'll put them all on." Like, you bastards. I need another wrestling tea before I start thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, so that <laughs> yeah, that match is really good. And it was a really good feel-good moment because Eddie is, you know, it was his first championship. And um it was just a really cool kind of thing. And again, coming back to the kind of the rock punk thing, not quite as extreme, but we didn't think Eddie was actually gonna win it. And and that was really cool to see. And then he ended up going on to Mania. I can't remember who did he face at Mania. It was Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, yeah, and then they had a great match as well. Yeah, unsurprisingly. And then obviously Mania ended with him and uh, and and vacant. And uh, <laughs> it was... it's such you know what that it's it's so emotionally so strange WrestleMania twenty because it's that moment when you when you saw it as it happened. It was the coolest thing. It was two guys who were both told you're not good enough. Uh, and here you are as both world champions and that little moment where they look at each other and go, Hey, we did it. It's so amazing. And then it is so heartbreaking to watch now, like I, to the point where I go, I don't think I can bring myself to watch it. I caught a lot of flack during lockdown where we were ranking the WrestleMania main events and I chose not to rank 20 because I sometimes struggle to separate the art from the artist. Yeah. And that's, and, 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 you know, you'll have your opinions on that without a doubt. And boy, boy, howdy do people have oh, opinions I'm... on me doing that. <laughs> oh, that was, uh, that was, that was a fun Thursday, but, um, <laughs> and you've, you've, you always will, uh, but that, but that moment though, but, but away from that, the one moment that I can watch is one that you brought today, Dan, which is, uh, Eddie Guerrero beating Brock Lesnar. Uh, no way out 2004 ah, just a great match as well mm -hmm. a great feel good moment for eddie to, to to do it and climb up it was a 
a phenomenal piece of business. Where would Eddie Guerrero be in terms of like your, your top of all time? Because Rey Mysterio is in your top. Yeah, well, Rey's number one. <laughs> um, oh, he's got to be top five. Like, he was so awesome. My my mum tells us even now, like when Eddie passed, like all of like all me and my two brothers were just devastated by the whole. Like we were crying and everything. Like, and it's such a it's you know at the end of the day we didn't know these people you know they're just people from from tv but you have that emotional connection to them in a sense and uh yeah it's he was just awesome he was just super like you know especially when he was doing like the stuff with chavo and they were doing the whole like you know <laughs> the old spot where you throw the chair and lay on the ground and all that oh it was just perfection and then obviously even now as, as we said like you know i went back and i had a look at all of his wcw stuff and everything that he did over there with um with I think he had a he had that match with Ray was a Halloween Havoc I want to say yes was that Eddie one. that one comes up quite a bit on this surprisingly yeah that one comes up on this one yeah so it's just you know I, I guess that's the beauty of the network right you can go back and relive these moments and kind of you know just see it all again all in HD it's not some blurry grainy video from YouTube that's been you know going to get taken down or in reverse or upside down or with no audio it's like it's great. For, for, for as long as we have it, we should appreciate the network. I always feel like we're on borrowed time with it. It's not long until it gets merged into like the into Peacock over here or whatever. I feel mm -hmm. like we're on borrowed time with it. So appreciate, hug your WWE network when you go home tonight, kids. <laughs> Hold it close. Uh, it has been an honor and a privilege to have Dan, uh, AKA Mr. GM, he hates it when we call him that. On... You can call me that, it's fine. Well, home. <laughs> Whatever you like, baby. Uh, it's been an honor and a privilege to have Dan with us on Cultaholic Island. Uh, if people want to find out more about what you do, sir, maybe recipes for wrestling tea, where can they find it? Recipes for wrestling tea. That's great. I'm going to make a wrestling channel or just of that yes. with one video and that's it. It's just me pouring endless sugar into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can follow me on YouTube, Mr. GM, uh, Twitter, Mr. GMYT, because you know someone's got it. And um, Twitch as well. Twitch. I'm over there. Twitch.tv slash Mr. GM. And I'm just around, you know, I'm actually, I, I, beforehand, I've been very like, not open to tweeting about wrestling that much. Cause I feel like it was very much a, you know, a, a, you know, World of Warcraft Twitter, but I tweeted literally like a couple months, uh, not even a month, like a month ago or so saying, oh, there's so much crossover and literally wrestling gif replies that people like, yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm a fan of wrestling and wow. And then, so that's it. That's the crossover. And I'm what's be lovely the... is I put out a tweet a short while ago saying uh, who from the YouTube sphere would be good for a visit to Cultaholic Island. I had multiple, multiple people go, oh, you got to chat to Mr. GM. Why haven't you chatted to Mr. GM yet, you coward? Why haven't you <laughs> We talk about it loads on stream, like wrestling all the time. It's great. I, if, if World of Warcraft ever goes down, that's my backup plan is to talk about wrestling somewhere. I don't I, know. Mate, don't be too good at it. I won't. Don't worry. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> can't be better. Can't be better off, than you get guys. Get off my lawn! <laughs> I got, I got, I got bills to pay. I got a cat. <laughs> I got a cat to feed too. <laughs>
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 